final hour fist pump time. Peyton is getting it in the back. Bobby Belton slow-mo. RJ Choppy lasted 30 minutes this morning. Came Man, in. Man, that's impressive. Hacking it up. Wow. Blue chew. <laughs> Blue chew. Then we sent RJ home uh, feeling under the weather. Final hour coming at you. Hump day edition. Hump day. On DFW Sports Station. 105.3 The Fan. Thank you for being a Tolo the Mavs against Denver tonight. Denver, the number one seed in the Western Conference. And, Bobby, there's a little report out from someone who has been on this show that Luka is not thinking about going anywhere. Yeah, so Jake Fisher from uh, Yahoo Sports had an article yesterday where he was just kind of talking about where the Suns are at, where the Mavericks are at, where Brooklyn is in, in the wake of their trade, uh, their, their two trades, and kind of just the macro view of both of them. And there's an interesting section here about Luca and the Mavericks. Uh, and so it talks about the the cow the, the Cowboys, the, the Mavericks that the Irving Gamble has had skeptics and rival front offices raising plenty of eyebrows. But it says for the conversation this season about a purported window the Mavericks have to supplement Doncic before it becomes his turn to look elsewhere, which is something we've all talked about. We're concerned that as soon as he hits free agency, he's just got an eye to the door already until they they make things right. But for all that discussion, uh, Jake Fisher says Dallas's all NBA engine had remained far from contemplating any future with another franchise, according to multiple people familiar with the situation. So according to Jake Fisher and the people that he's talking to, Luca has not even considered bailing on Dallas yet. He said Doncic gave Mavericks leadership his approval before Dallas went forward with landing Irving. Says perhaps Irving's creativity will afford Doncic the breathing room to better punish opponents and spare his usage. It also talks about how the Mavericks game plan here, their kind of thought process is we'll try to make this work. Look, this is something to help Luca. If it doesn't work out, then, you know, it's just four months. It's not four years. If it does work out, we can try and re-sign him. And if he does leave, if he does want to leave, that they're more committed after what happened with Jalen Brunson last year to we've got to make sure we facilitate a sign and trade. So the thinking inside Dallas is even if this goes sideways and he's ready to leave, we need to be prepared to help facilitate a sign-and-trade deal for Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and yesterday I was sitting there listening to uh, to G-Bag and Basic. First off, just to clean up the Jason Kidd postgame presser, props to many of you. Many of you said Jason Kidd was being sarcastic, talking about the defense, and Basic said he clearly was. So I wanted to get that out of the way. In terms of... Um, this move, Nico Harrison was quoted before the Wolves game the other night as saying, I don't see this as a gamble at all. I would have seen it as a gamble if we didn't do it. And there's an argument on both sides. Obviously, Nico's wrong. It is a tremendous gamble. Uh, and the gamble on the other side is you don't do it. And then you think you have the pieces to bring in a big time player that you dealt to Brooklyn, which to me was scary. And judging by history, not likely to happen. So that's why I was for the deal. Now, let's look on. Let's look over at you take Finney Smith. I'll take Dinwiddie since the deal. And what has happened? Just to look. Let me get it over here. Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dindaddy. 25, 6, and 5 with four steals in his first game. And a win over the Bulls. That's a monster stat line. He had a monster dunk the other night. And I, I can't remember. What, I think it was against Chicago. He had, Dinwiddie was all like, I think he was in Sports Center top 10. He had a vicious poster dunk. I loved having him here. 
I, I'm I'm bummed that he's gone. Like I get it, I get why they had to make the deal. You got to trade capital, but man, it, it was it really felt like it was working out well with him here. Then he almost hit the um, the game tying bomb against Philadelphia that was waved off. But in that game, two of ten with nine points, and then the other night against Jalen Brunson, while Brunson is dropping forty for the Knicks. Spencer had 28, 4, and 3. So he is sitting there putting up some monster numbers. Uh, two out of the three games, he scored 25 or more for the Nets. So he is doing his thing. What about Dorian? Uh, things aren't as great for Dorian. Sorry, so Dorian far. Pippen. For, uh, yeah, yeah, Dodo. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, Dor- Scotty Finney Smith, according to the rest of the NBA, after he got traded. One of the best two way players in the whole league. So Dodo, where he's, I, I mean, he his. His shot opportunities, his minutes, it's all very similar to what he did here in Dallas through the first three games. He's averaging 32.7 minutes in Brooklyn. He was 32.2 here in Dallas. He's averaging uh, 7.8 shot attempts in Dallas. First few games, it's 7.7 in Brooklyn. It's the same general usage. Uh, He's shooting just 39% from the field, 33% from three-point. Both of those numbers are uh, two percentage points lower than where he was at in Dallas. Uh, Where he's, he's making an impact for them right now is his rebounds he's got he's averaging 7.3 a game which is considerable over what he was doing here in Dallas he's been getting offensive rebounds for them but overall some foul trouble some some issues with the three-pointer he's been about dodo yeah pretty and much we don't know the defensive numbers which is what we're missing we had no one to stop Anthony Edwards the other night uh Jared Sandler really against this trade like Basic was originally but that's where you're going to miss Dorian. He's nothing fantastic as an offensive player. That's Spencer Dinwiddie. Well, he does have zero steals through about 90 minutes of play. Exposed. The Nets. So Overrated. But he's been he's been good on the, the offensive boards. He had three in each of his first two games. He had another one the other night. So, I mean, he's, he's been rebounding well, which is something we, we could have used here. And look, in all seriousness, I'm joking around. You lose two model citizens. Yes. Two, two great guys. For your organization. No doubt about that. Uh, Keeping an eye on the West. Phoenix. Not with Kevin Durant yet. But last night they finally played. They had Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton with a monster night. Chris Paul had a huge double-double with the assist. They beat the Kings 120-109. to The Clippers beat the Warriors in a shootout by 10. 134-124. Portland lost to Porzingis and the Wizards. The Bucks beat Boston in a thriller in overtime. 131-125 was a big night for the association. And just like I said last year with the Mavs making their playoff run, it makes the other games so much more interesting to watch because you're checking out your competition. All of a sudden, you have big-name competition, and it can create more interest in the league, which I love. I was looking for reasons to fall back in love with the NBA, and it happened because of Kyrie. Yeah, it happened. I mean, Kyrie and then also Katie going to the Suns and the Nuggets doing what they're doing. It's it's intriguing basketball in the West right now. The, the interesting thing, the other note that was in Jake Fisher's article too, though, was talking about the Kyrie trade that the Suns were trying to get both of them and that they wanted Booker, Kyrie. I mean, in theory, because you remember the, the rumored package to get Kyrie was going to be around Chris Paul, who didn't get traded. And so if they had two separate packages, it sounds almost like they were trying to develop a lineup that was Kyrie, KD, Booker, and Aiton, which 
<laughs> would have been absurd. This this must be a Gen Z thing that I don't understand. Peyton, you can help me understand it. Bobby, I don't know what generation you're you're in. I'm generation awesome. I don't know what generation I'm in. The fact that Kyrie and Durant and Harden could be thinking about like still playing together. What? What what planet? What what earth is that from? Flat earth. A flat one, yeah. A flat that's exactly what it is. It's a flat earth. How can this be a possibility? How can this be contemplated that Kyrie and Durant failed, maybe the biggest failure in the history of the NBA for a dream team, and there's, like, no bad blood. It's, like, all cool. It was the organization's fault, I'm sure. It, it, it was Steve Nash's fault. And you want to go and try to duplicate it somewhere else, and James Harden may be somewhere in the mix. As Harden says, look, I'm not the crazy one. It's been proven. Brooklyn has been blown up. It's everyone upstairs. Like, you're not great enough as players to make it work on your own. Good Lord. I would be totally out and stay away from reuniting again. I don't get it. Is it a bigger, when you talk about the biggest failure potentially in NBA history, is that a bigger failure than, like, the 4 Lakers when they got Carl Malone and Gary Payton and it was supposed to be they're going to run through everybody? That wasn't a failure. The failure was the Nash Dwight Howard Lakers. The 4 Lakers made it to the finals. Carl Malone got hurt. They may have beaten oh, the Pistons. no way. Well, the Pistons ran them, but they got to the finals. This, they did, they this did, team just got swept. They did get to the finals, but remember, that was a— And they were an, geezers, But too. it was an unbalanced NBA that everybody was like, this is—it's over for everybody. And then they got beat by yeah. a team without a superstar, to be honest. Billups was not a star at that point. No, the failure was— Nash and Dwight on that. That was it. That was a huge failure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that that's more like the Eagles dream team with Vince Young. Yeah. That was how that one. Went. But I mean, yeah, it was it was a failure. But they failed in a league where it's like they're a bunch of different combinations trying to work out two superstars. So I guess I give it the, the one that has always stood out to me is that 04 Lakers team because that was just it was awful. That was the beginning of the end too with Kobe and Shaq and their relationship and but they made just, the finals. Right, but it was a struggle to get there, and then they got beat by team basketball. I don't even know if it was a struggle. I have to go look at their series. They were rolling, I remember. They seemed to be rolling, and then the uh, the mailman got hurt. By the way, most disrespected figure in the history of the NBA, Carl Malone, as he just is a running joke every time one of his milestones is passed or the underage stories come up. I mean, he just gets yeah. crushed as a player. No one even mentions him. Like, people have Dirk over Malone without hesitation. I'm like, damn. I mean, it's also why we don't talk about, like, how great is R. Kelly's music? It's the same sort of thing. Separate (laughs) it. Be balanced. Uh, uh, Be be, uh, yoke yoke in the, uh, the, uh, what's the other stuff? The white? White in the yoke. Separate it. Be able to. You can talk about someone's, Kramer was an amazing all-time great TV character. No, I, and then he did his, did his stuff on stage. I, I get it. I just think that's the hesitation for anybody to even want to talk about him in a positive light is because he's bad. 877-881-1053. How about NFL executives being asked about maybe the Kyrie of the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, who yesterday had a problem with a report that he was starting his dark retreat. He was going into the closet and turning off the light. Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, the story's out there, and Aaron Rodgers wasn't having it on McAfee. Yo. But first. No, no, let's no, no. Get no, no, no. Okay. Stop, 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 stop. 
I was not even I was I thought we were going to break I thought you were teasing something up. I was like, all right, cool. We're getting out a little early. <laughs> but first, all right, now play the Aaron Rodgers clip. No, I have no problem with Ian Rappaport, Schefter. I think they're really good at their jobs. When it comes to me, they don't know shit. They really don't. They don't have they don't have inner source they don't have people in my inner circle who are sources. I can promise you that. And anybody who would talk to them is not in my inner circle. It's that simple. So I've had this planned on the books for four months for the same time. And when someone like that goes on and says something that's not true, it creates a story that's bullshit. And it just keeps on going and going and going. And then it's like I'm trying to insert myself into this conversation. You know what I hate the most about this? that it was actually a headline, the desperation in the sports world after the Super Bowl of when Aaron Rodgers starts his stupid psychedelic retreat. So now Aaron feels even more important. That's what I hate the most about this story. Yeah, he does love it. He does He does love the attention. He loves people going with him on his drink. You know who Aaron Rodgers is? Aaron Rodgers is the, I think I'm going to quit Twitter. I think I'm going to delete my Facebook and then get the groveling. No, come back. Yeah, he's the Facebook person who goes, just life. Don't ask me about it. Just dealing with dealing with things. Yeah. Dot, or just dot, like dot. like yeah, post some uh Me and RJ always make fun of that Like poster. post some some random song lyrics that are like what who are you taking a shot at? Yeah. I'm I'm confused. That's Aaron Rodgers and yeah, he loves this. As much as he's and but I will say this. He genuinely did seem annoyed with Schefter and Ian. Like like his face when he's describing that it. What though? Uh, that like they were, I, I don't remember what the specifics were. They're were spe- reporting about the dark retreat or whatever. Yeah. And I think he was annoyed that he was being accused of, of doing something of convenience or lying about the timeline. He's like, no, this is, this is a lie. They, they can't talk about me like this. They don't know anything about me. All right. We have an ESPN analyst crying and whining that he has to still talk about America's team. We'll have you taste those tears. And there are some people who are already saying sell the filthy stock with the Eagles. Now, Peyton, we go to commercial on the fan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Crosstalk with KMC coming up at 940 this morning. It's Sean Tree from Bobby Belt on 105.3 The Fan. I felt, a, I felt a little Cowboys cleanse over the past two weeks. The Super Bowl was nice. Uh, there's been an internal struggle with myself. I think of the station over the years of how much to continue to talk Cowboys <laughs> once their season ends. Is it still the moneymaker? Are you more interested in, you know, the Cowboys draft pick at 26 or their pre-June 1 cuts than you are Super Bowl fallout, Dallas Mavericks, Texas Rangers buildup? And I just said, screw it. We're going to talk about Kyrie, in my opinion, changed the offseason approach where we can talk hoops. You got the Dallas Stars sitting there, uh, best in their conference, another you know, great game last night. Now they ended up losing, of course, 3-2 in overtime, which they uh, have done many times this year. But we got other things. We got Rangers excitement. We got Kyrie. And you got the Dallas Stars on top. So 
For me, it's been a nice Cowboys cleanse, Bobby. Aside from, has Jalen Hurts overtaken Dak in the new Twitter study that we threw out yesterday? Tolo O'Brien made the poll question. We all retweeted it, and it appears like your math has... Uh, say has, it. Say it. It appears like you are going to end up correct with your math theory as... In my poll, people said that Jalen Hurts was better than Dak, but in your poll, Dak has 56% of the vote. So congratulations on that. Well, I mean, technically Dak had 57% of the vote in yours. It wasn't even about Dak. It was just about Jalen. That was it. And I was right. The, the numbers would be exactly the same. People picked Jalen 43% in yours, and they picked Jalen 43% in this one. That's all. But did the same amount of people vote, though? Because that's what matters here. Uh, it's enough of a sample size that it's similar. Like, like it's not a huge deviation. It's not like it was 100 people to 10,000. So you're just saying this was math. I'm just saying there's, like, a difference between plurality and majority is all. Yeah, I don't know what that means, plurality. <laughs> I don't know what plurality It means, means the most what... votes without a majority. Well, uh, it appears like someone on television is not feeling the cowboy cleanse. Herm Edwards, who I dogged yesterday before knowing about this or hearing it, he's already tired of talking about the star in the offseason. We just have to talk about the Cowboys. They couldn't make the top five, but they got the six. And now we're going to talk We're gonna talk about the top six teams. Are you kidding me? Really? I mean, it's always about the Cowboys. We have to talk about these guys all the time. We had to talk about the Cowboys, Keith. Herm, Herm you know there's a We have to meet it every week. Hey, Come on. That's part of it. The Cowboys, I mean, you, 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 this you is can't like, go this through is, a season without talking about the Cowboys. This is Stephen A's list of it's fluid. It's always fluid, right? <laughs> it's fluid because we got the Cowboys. We got to talk about the Cowboys. I'm tired of the Cowboys. Well, go back and uh, fail at another college program if you're tired of it. Hey, go hey. Go ahead and have uh, accusations uh, about your program if, you, uh, if you're so sick of it, Herm. Uh, you know the deal. Ryan Clark has vented. And now Herm Edwards is venting. Deal with it. Didn't it feel like? Didn't that feel a little like? I, I gotta, I gotta come up with a rant. Like, didn't it feel like that a little bit? Like, I'm tired of the Cowboys. Blah, blah. Like, I told you, I'm over Herm. I've been over. It Herm. seemed, it seemed very scripted. Like, just like, all right, I gotta, I gotta find a way to tap into this Cowboys stuff, even if it's just I'm tired of it. This is what I tell all these analysts. Uh, you can go ahead and not talk about them. And then you watch your ratings, and then you watch your paycheck, and then you watch your employment. So you go ahead, and you talk about the Indianapolis Colts' new hire, and you talk about the drama in Arizona, and you keep it to the off-season additions, uh, what's happening in the NFC South or the AFC South. Go ahead. And then you come running back once you see what fills your wallet and feeds feeds your plate. It's the star. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this is, it is the biggest brand by far, like in professional sports. And like, nobody, please hit, I don't even know which one it is, but please don't hit me with like a a Manchester United. Like, just (laughs) stop. It's the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, But in general, like, I mean, that's, that's where all the buzz comes from. They know if they can tie it to the Cowboys. Larry Fitzgerald knows. I If I say Aaron Rodgers to the Cowboys, it'll get talked about. Uh, Colin Coward's quarterback list if, where if he, it's, had, he didn't have Dak in the top 10. That's exact, the story. It, the, I mean, you can – it is always a discussion. We weren't the only ones discussing it. Like, it's really just a Dallas discussion. But it became a discussion outside of Dallas. Oh, my gosh, they booed Dak Prescott. 
for man of the year. What what is the set? Like everybody wants to talk about the Cowboys. Shaq's podcast, which is all about basketball. He spent like the first five minutes of it after the 49ers game talking about Dak and how he can empathize with him and and he he feels what he's going through. And like the Cowboys are the draw. That they they are they are the Lakers, they are the Yankees, they are like I mean they're whoever else the Red Wings. I, I think it's the Red Wings in hockey. I don't know. Still, I don't know. That's just the Chris one that Chelios I knew. As a, that's, that's the one that I knew as a kid. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> I'll find out more when uh, Big City Greens broadcasts hockey on March 14th on <laughs> Disney. Um, but no, I, I think that this this is this is what this is what the consumer wants. Even when they complain about it, it's what they want. That's yeah. what they want to talk about. Even if when it's a complaint. What about the Fort Worth Star-Telegram? They came out with an article about this. Yeah, so the Fort Worth Star-Telegram uh, shared, and I don't think this is a surprise to anybody, they shared this article uh, based off of research from Siena College Research Institute at St. Bonaventure, or and St. Bonaventure, uh, and it was a survey of fans' most favorite and most hated NFL teams. Sean, who do you think was America's favorite NFL team? Like the highest percentage of people who said, that's my favorite team. I'm trying to think who else it could be, Peyton, besides Dallas. I mean, the Cowboys. Final answer? Final answer. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And they're at the very bottom, I'm guessing. Is the they most are hated. also the most hated team in the <laughs> NFL. And it's not it's not close on any of these. They're the favorite team. 9% of respondents said the Cowboys were their favorite team. Next closest on favorite team was stunning to me. Chicago Bears at wow. 5%. And then it was the Green Bay Packers at 4%. Survey showed 18% of people said they didn't have a favorite team. And there is your Howard Stern, Jerry Jones formula right there. Perfect. Love and hate, 50-50. They're going to watch you and pay attention to you either way. And out of the people who said they love the Cowboys, 15% were people from the South. So this is not even just a, oh, they asked a lot of people. No, this is nationwide. People love them. But with a lot of love comes a lot of hate. And 13% said the Cowboys were their most hated team. The Green Bay Packers and the New England Patriots were each next at 5%. So So they more than doubled them up. I know how nauseating we are. I I ticked off that CBS Sports Radio host apparently on Sunday night uh, because I'm just just taking gleeful delight in Philadelphia losing. Same as San Francisco. How insufferable would we be if we, like— had two titles in a row or two in the last four years or, or you know, I'm not even going to say three, but what would we be as a fan base in a city if we had just this recent chief success? And what was it like in the 90s? Obviously, it's different. I wasn't here in the 90s and there's no social media, but how impossible and how insufferable would we be as a city if we had two championships in a five-year run? Man, I've thought about that. I've thought about that before about social media being around in the '90s. First off, the Cowboys probably don't get to keep all their players. They probably end up having to release guys <laughs> right. because of social media. Um, but in general, yeah, they would be because you can go like uh, I've talked about before. Like I, I, I have all those games. I've gone back, watched them all as like uh, throughout like my teenage years and stuff. Like I've, I've seen those games in that era. I've gotten news broadcasts from the time they did carry themselves like the the famous story Eric Williams I think it was Michael Strahan said this it was Monday Night Football 1995 it was when Phil Simms was going into the uh, ring of honor on Monday Night Football and when they first stepped up to the line of scrimmage Eric Williams pointed at Michael Strahan and said hey 
I'm going to F you up tonight. And he said, and if I don't do it, and he points to Larry Allen, he goes, he's going to do it. And, like, Michael Stern was like, what the hell is this energy? What did I do? <laughs> right. And so, like, that was their energy. Michael was 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 brash, and, and they were all giant personalities. And, and yeah, I, I imagine it was very easy, and, and it was. You can see it back then on the discussion that was going on in the 90s. It was very easy to hate them or love them. There, there was no middle ground. Peyton found the clip of... I can't remember the guy's name. I think he's he's based out of Philly, but they have to pay attention to tweets coming out of Dallas, even after they played in the Super Bowl. We have some. Uh, we've had some Dallas callers already. We have some Dallas callers on the line. I guess we're local on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. As uh, Morning Show host Sean Sharif tweets out, "Were the Eagles robbed? Who cares? We're spying on them anyway tomorrow morning." Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be doing the same thing if I was a Cowboy fan. I'll, I'll raise my hand up. I'd be doing the same thing because you can't take joy in your own team. So, of course, annoying Eagles and annoying Eagles fans, you want to, um, you know, you want to marvel and you want to enjoy our pain and our hurt. Hey, you got your name right, though. I gave him credit. Yes, yeah, so, did. So I was trying to find the guy. Shout out Tolo Justin. Uh, and Williams saying, oh, I was listening. Man, what diehard Tolos sitting there listening, CBS Sports Radio coverage after the Super Bowl. And I was trying to find this guy, and I couldn't find him. And then yesterday someone sent me his handle, and we follow each other. So I apologize because uh, that, that sports media website, I think, quoted me as saying he's a nobody and I've never heard of him. I guess I have heard of him. We follow each other. So my apologies to the, the overnight guy. Can, can we please keep that as a drop, though? Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. The, well, the laugh. We're That's supposed to have my drop from mocking your hangover from the Super Bowl that many people pointed out in that oh, clip. Oh, your, your Chancellor my, Palpatine laugh? <laughs> my very evil hungover laugh as I saw you in the lobby at 3.30 in the morning. That was very sinister, apparently. That that was at the time when Choppy was still saying he thought I was faking it. Like, oh, I don't think he did. He's, he's milking this. Is that what he said? Yeah, he said, he said you didn't get sick. You're making that up. <laughs> you have no idea the power it's like of a the stephen a side. laugh too that's what it, it sounds like it sounded like it was on loop it sounded like it was a repeat <laughs> <laughs> i do like that that is a good one it brought me and then your face at the end you look like you're like shut off the recorder I was you're a jerk my eyes were dead i like i, I remember was doing that the, the worst video. hangover you've ever had no, the worst hangover ever I've ever had uh, lasted two days. It was I went into Denver and had way too much, and it was my first night in Denver, and I didn't know about the whole mile high altitude making it that much worse. Oh, so I drank as much as I ever had. It was the first night, and I got violently ill and was like sick. That was a Friday night. It was into Sunday morning. I was sick. It made it. It made a difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it also may have made a difference that I had like twenty drinks, but. I mean, like, that didn't help, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Let's cross talk with Derek Holland and the KMC Masterpiece next. All right, a lot of things happening in this commercial break, which means it should be a good cross talk with the KMC Masterpiece. Which ones of them do you want to talk about on air? I want to talk about all of them. You know, this has to be the most Very fearless good. crosstalk. What's about per diem? On the station. Oh Not that topic. Oh, okay. Not that one. Uh, I you said talk- all of them. Yeah, so I, I, forgot, like- I forgot I threw that in. Did you know IHOP has an IHOPy menu from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. in Phoenix? Era, or Yeah, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they have it here. Okay. But, like, for six to seven bucks, you can get a whole bunch of good food. Really? Yeah. It's kind of like they're... 
value menu? Value? Yeah, 3 okay. p.m. to 9 p.m., but I don't know if they have it in Dallas or not. So I want to talk about Derek's uh, meat media what? tweet towards me. I want to talk about <laughs> Bally. I yep. want to talk about Greg Maddox. I want to talk about the Gritty. Let's talk about my meat. Okay, let's do that. Let's do it. Very uncomfortable tweet that you sent out. Yeah, I figured somebody was going to get offended. I don't think anyone was offended. I think a lot of people jumped in on the conversation. I know, he did actually. That was 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 the cool part. A lot of people were getting involved. That's a sweet hat, by the way. Thank you, man. I uh, purchased it. Why aren't the letters upside down, though? I don't know. Oh, God. Because he's Team Dak. Do Does you everything like the have to be upside down Dallas hat? I mean, it's cool, but I don't really care. So I'm not every, going to get it. So everyone was like looking at us not in the Phoenix first. airport, and I was like, ha, we're nationwide, radio.com or Odyssey, whatever it is, uh, and whatever the app is. Way to go. And they're like, you got a race. They're just staring, <laughs> they're staring at RJ's <laughs> hat because everyone's blown away that he has the upside down Dallas hat, which I don't think we told you because you were. Being profiled at security, yeah, again? yeah, yeah, again. Uh, he was getting profiled at security. So, like when I came through, Choppy was saying when security got to him, he did the bit that we had told him to do, which is anytime somebody asked him, "Why is it upside down?" We're like, just tell him, like, what are you talking about? He's like, are That's you okay? a funny bit. Like, Make him feel like they have vertigo. So I can read it this way. And so he did, and he like really angered the TSA agent. I guess and he's like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "Why? Why are you?" saying this and he's like it's not upside down i don't know what you're oh, talking about we're gonna hold off on your meat for one second we're gonna see if we can play the tweet <laughs> we want it to last while Corey majors tells I us mean. what's coming up oh yeah we got rangers pitchers and catchers report today and we got two major league baseball pitchers in mm. studio to talk about in baseball face, pitching <laughs> you got none dude we cannot get an nba inside it you 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 Bro. arrogant you Ricks with a P. I, I, your your sport needs help in terms of regaining some popularity. It's not the NFL, and we can't get an NBA insider on to save our lives. Woj, no response. Shams, no response. Windhorse, no. Busy. Mark Spears, only with Chris Arnold. Uh, Jake Fisher, rejection. Derek Harper. Jake Fisher, huh? Jake He's Fisher, really Jake Fisher at, was too busy this morning. He's playing chess. He's playing. That's Bobby. Uh, but all, I don't play chess. I saw what happened. That was glorious. You going to camp as a Rangers consultant with Greg Maddox? No. Oh, but would you? Okay, Bobby. Just to hang out with Greg Maddox. Someone butchered this story. No one butchered it. I said Derek said yesterday on Twitter that Maddox would be in spring training, and that Derek was going to be a consultant. I did not say that. I said that. You said that during. I did seem like you said that. I did hear it. I probably. I probably said to spring training. I heard Bobby say that. Right. Yes, I heard it. I probably said. I probably said. Derek said he's good. That's what it was. I think I said Derek said, because I said Maddox is a consultant. You said he is? I said, yeah, Derek said he's going to be a consultant. I think that's what I said. So it made it sound like Derek, but I was saying Maddox. So no. It's a lot of coffee gonna, in you right now, Bobby. I have none. I did double my Adderall today. Okay. <laughs> Does that make you, that makes you more focused? Oh, my god. Locks me in. I've but seen let's it before in Oxnard. Yeah, uh, he doubled to, it up one let's day. Let's try to stick fun. with something. I got it. The Maddox thing I want to go ahead and put out there, too, is, so when Mike was with us before, Greg was there all the time. It's the same thing. It, I'm, I'd almost guarantee he did the same thing when he was in St. Louis. Maddox just he it's they're two brothers. They want to work together. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool to be able to do that. So did you get Greg Maddox advice? Mm-hmm. I even you? had him as a coach for WBC. Oh, and was it like because I think part of the intrigue? Yes. Our favorite pitcher, Kevin. Damn right. Like, he's just gonna be a genius and see he's very everything. smart. Very smart. He showed me a lot of things, especially with my changeup. Um, just talking, pitching, the location. His big thing is like, I, I know the one thing he'd always tell me too is he's stop throwing flat ground, get on the mound because you're not gonna 
practice pitching flat ground when you don't do that in real life. You know, you don't do that every day in the game. So why not spend more time on the mound? You don't have to go throw 30 pitches, whatever. Just throw like 510 and then get off the mound. Just work on one thing today, work on the next thing tomorrow. Keep doing it that way. He's very, very smart. Kevin doesn't like flat ground work. No, he does not. Interesting. And you, the other, yesterday we were talking about that, the uh, specifically certain places. Kevin, I sent you a link recently <laughs> about. Oh, yeah. About Greg His Maddox. amazing fielding as well. 18 yeah. gold gloves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 18. <laughs> He would never do it. Yeah, it's insane how good he was yeah. as like a defensive player. We were t- Sean and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, like the how they tried to do the Manning cast with a Rod. Like, who in your time in Major League Baseball do you think is that like Manning level of like baseball IQ of like, oh my gosh, this guy sees it different than anybody else? I agreed with what you said earlier. Pete Rose would definitely be one guy to have on there just to listen to him. You're not going to get him obvious reasons. <laughs> Um, I think another guy that would be very good to to listen to would be Greg Maddox. He would be great when it comes to the pitching side of things. His personality is going to keep it loose. He would literally be like having the Mannings on there again. Will Jeter cause you guys? I'm interested. I want to check it out. If Jeter's actually going to say anything. He was added to the MLB Fox coverage. Interest or we're going to oh. be haters? Jeter haters. Yeah, I, like I don't really care what D- Derek Jeter has to say. He's white bread, man. Everything he says, vanilla PC stuff. Yeah, so, it right. has been. Yeah, I'm. But Peyton has been too. Yeah, I mean, but he's Peyton's Mr. funny. Very he's got image. a sense of humor, and right. I don't think that Jeter like has one. I he might like, surprise us all. Maybe Derek, I'd love your opinion on this. Obviously, okay, Mike Ortiz, Hall of Famer, Frank Thomas, Hall of Famer, Alex Rodriguez. I know he's not a Hall of Famer, but you know, Hall of Fame career. They don't really say a lot of inside stuff during before a playoff game or before a world series and they have this hour pregame show coming up and they just don't really break things down that much i mean they're giving the did basic Aaron early did we get like his i felt like i was going to get a technical approach like smoltz i have like some of the videos he's done where he does things at like 3 p.m with a player and then they play it yeah. during the game yeah i think those are are great like if he's at hey i'm gonna go to nolan arenado we're breaking down third base right here and the drills that he does and the way that he throws from one knee from this position and all and then let's talk about mike trout and his weakness of the ball up and what he works with off the tee and what is he trying to do uh before games to make sure that he's i think those are great but i think studying the pitcher that's going to pitch like i understand they know who jacob Degrom is but jacob Degrom's not pitching every playoff game what about like if Derek holland's pitching in this playoff game I would love to hear David Ortiz and Frank Thomas really go, man, I looked at Derek Holland's last three games uh, last night, and I can tell you this is what he's doing well. This is the way that he's yeah. been been getting hit at this point. Like, But they don't do any of that. It's just basically well, they, got to score well, early. Do the they same do thing. that, though? Aren't they just given like the 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 stuff to go look at as hitters? Yeah. Well, not the script, <laughs> but like uh, the scouting report. Aren't they just given that? Or do they actually go watch the last three games? Somebody watches they, those for them, right? I don't feel like they're going to get a scouting report. Okay. I think they have to kind of do their own. Uh. But again, I don't know. You actually work in the TV business. They so. give you a lot, well, but they also ask to. you like a lot of times. I like, mean, as a player, like aren't hitters typically just given stuff and talked with? Do they, or do they sit down and watch it? Derek will have a better idea of this because it's been a decade for okay. me. We'd get a book. And we'd have a book of hot zones, cold zones, what they hit in every count, what they hit on every pitch. So, like, I I know that they say that we had nothing when we played. Like, I love Woody, Chris Woodward. But a lot (laughs) of times I'm like, dude, Woody, we literally had a whole binder of 
women. 50 pages <laughs> of like hot zones, cold zones, what they hit in certain counts, what they hit on certain pitches. Like where, where, what do they, I'm like, we had a whole bunch of information when we played, but Derek can talk about what the information is nowadays. Yeah. They, so for me, I'm going to bring it next week. I got a couple sheets, the pitcher side of it. And then I also, I, I'm sure I can find a hitter one, uh, but it'll literally tell you what he likes to throw in certain counts. Uh, what's his go-to pitch. If he falls behind, you know, certain things like that. How do they, you know, with runners on, what's his approach that way? What's he trying to do? So you get all kinds of stuff. And then as a pitcher, it's this guy's weakness. This is what he doesn't like. This is where he does like it. Same thing with hotter cold zones, count situations, all that stuff too. Adam Sandler tonight. Mm-hmm. All oh. right. We'll see you there. Me and Bobby are going. Um, I don't know yet if I'm going. Uh, uh, there's Bobby, I could Bobby be getting, and I are going. I'm, I'm the English guy here. Okay. And uh, I, I don't know. I'm still waiting for my text back. There could be dinner, so I don't know yet. With Adam? Um, They're like best well, friends. There's with, no way. With, with, Robert, with Robert. He calls him AS. Hey, so Derek, <laughs> I'm curious. Since we're talking about matchups, I'm just curious. Do you know whose number you had the best during your pitching career? Uh, Pedro Martinez. No, no. Like, oh, batting was. Yeah, yeah who, do you, who did you own? Johnny Damon. Did you? Yeah, yeah. David Peralta is who you really owned. Okay. He had 13 plate appearances. His OPS was zero. You face major leaguers a lot more than me. I always remember the guys that hit me better than the guys that I dominated better. Miggy's a guy. Oh, yeah. Sandler. Yeah, go ahead. Let's go to Adam Sandler. <laughs> Miggy's one. I don't. We what can, are Adam Mike, Sandler we can talk question. about it on the show. <laughs> yeah, we got four hours coming up. Yeah. yeah. They got like three right, minutes. Sean, I'll hang got? around for y'all. What do we want to talk about? I want to yeah. play this tweet <laughs> from the other day that Peyton has had to edit off of the Dutch Oven 45 Twitter account. So a quick update. We uh, just got up not too long ago. Um, but Oh my God, a bird just flew by my head. <laughs> got to keep that. Makes the video real. Uh, but anyway, we're going to get with the boys here. And we're going to go check out my meat. Let's go look at my meat. <laughs> so here we go. Check out this killer slippers. That's right. Those were good. So let's see how my meat Looks mm, good. Look at my meat. Here. Oh, nicely. Thank you, Traeger. You're the best. All right, yeah, you got to give him a shout out. Yeah, so nice. those are beef ribs and a brisket, and they look magnificent, and especially the beef ribs. Very girthy. Thank you, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I work out. Turned out juicy. Turned round out like real, a coke uh, can. Very juicy. What? What? I didn't hear what you said. I said round like a coke flavor. Can. There was a lot of flavor. Um. That was by far, I'd say, my best brisket. And the, I mean, that's the first time doing ribs. So that was the best of those so far. One of one. All right. That's all I wanted to ask, Mike. Wow, that's cool. Back to you. Did you hey, approve of my meat? I did. I tweeted you. Do you I want my meat would have looked good? What? Uh, <laughs> would you have You've been so sharp this yeah, whole segment. I, I, didn't, I was afraid to go too far with it. But, <laughs> you know. Spittles that they're recording. Would you have enjoyed podcast? eating it is what he wanted to ask. <laughs> of course. Yes. Yes. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Mike, Thank serious you. question. Thank you. I got you. Okay. And we'll you stay. may not feel comfortable answering it. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you've addressed it. All right. Can you tell us what's happening with Bally for Rangers consumption coming up? Does this affect? Are they going to be on TV, off TV? Do you know? I don't know. I was offered last week, like they sent over my contract to work pre and post. So I know that I've been I've been given my contract to sign and send back. So I know that they're sending out contracts for nice. pre and post game shows. So I assume that Bally's is going to do everything to put the product on until possibly they can't. I I don't I really yeah. don't know. I would love to see. Look, I'm I'm honest about this. I have to watch what I say. Obviously, they do pay me money. Uh, 
I would like to see the product of the NBA, Major League Baseball, and NHL be given more opportunity to be seen. And so far over the last three years, if I have the years right, it's been more and more difficult for people to watch the Rangers, the Mavericks, and the Stars here in the Metroplex. And it's not just our Metroplex. It's really around the country. But that's what people are listening to that watch the most. And I know I've had to go to DirecTV. To be honest, I'd rather have YouTube TV. Same. But I have DirecTV because I need to have the Bally station to watch all of these games. Yeah. You look like you're about fixed. to talk. They thought, I then I was going to sneeze. Oh, my God. Oh, that's all you do. Go to the doctor. You're obviously they thought, allergic. COVID. They Something. thought their streaming service was going to take off, and then it didn't. So what's going to happen is they're going to default on their loan payments in about a month. But they'll keep broadcasting for now. Okay. Hey, why, why is he dressed like he's going to a How funeral? do you know? He's going so to a sales meeting in Fort Worth. He's getting skinny. He's getting richer. He's getting hair. It's all the golf. It. It's oh, all are you for getting golf. robot all hair? You he's robot trying hair? to look good for Did no, you hear Adam no, Thielen? You hear Adam Thielen? Yeah, that was, that's crap. It was the, my I just dad, set up. My dad said it wasn't that, that bad. I Thank set up a cup for him to try to putt into, and he goes, "No, I'm going to go to this imaginary thing over and here." And I hit my spot. I'm going to throw that. There's golf nothing club here. Out. Good luck with your hands. I'm s- <laughs> Good Holy luck with crap! Your I was going to hang out with you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be me, Holland, and Sandler, and Rob. Yes. All right. Four hours of baseball talk, right? They're the number two uh, sport in town. So take advantage of it. Well, three behind college football, but whatever. All right, it's the KMC Masterpiece next on 105.3 The Fan.